Okay, Offsiders, welcome to episode 10 of Offside Talk. I am your host, Nims, and as always, I am with Fats, a.k.a. the master of the EPL, a.k.a. the master of all leagues. How are you going, Fats? The master of all leagues? Where'd you get that one from, man? <laughs> I um, rely on you too much, man. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, it's, a, it's a big week, this one, or big last weekend, and big coming up week. Yeah, I'm excited um, to get an extra game in. Um, sort of makes up for the international break fats. Oh, not only an extra game, there's some few blockbusters on this week, So, but we'll cover that throughout the podcast. Yeah, that's right, later on. Um, before we get into it, actually, Fats, we've been talking about our competition that we're running. We've actually um, we've actually drawn our winners tonight. Uh, huge congratulations to Inan Efe and Kushad Uz. Uh, Congratulations we, for that one. Yeah, we, we have a video of the draw that we'll probably post onto Instagram or something like that maybe later on. Um, it's a bit of a funny, it was, it, it was, it was a bit of a surprise for us. Um, congratulations to those people. We will um, we will get in contact with you guys as soon as possible to get you the um, FIFA 20 um, game as soon as it comes out. Yeah, and um, just thank you for everyone else that was competing in the competition uh, we did it as legitimate as possible um the complete random i don't think we can say anything else besides congratulations to the to the two winners yeah um comes down to a draw at the end and we did say the most the more entries you have the better your chance were of winning and a few of those people really put in a few entries um one of them of course was the winner tonight yeah and just to clarify it was actually inan's post of kushad that actually won him the draw um, so, Kushad, you're out there. Congratulations to being nominated as the as the player that Inan would hammer in FIFA 20, in, the, in the upcoming game FIFA 20. So, yeah. Um, How like, good is it for him? He was just in for the ride and he got was, a copy he of the game. He was just in for the ride and he's walked away with a free copy. Um, as you said, we will get in contact with them, platform of their choice. Um, but yeah, congratulations to them. Of course, the 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 date that you guys will receive it is subject to when FIFA 20 comes out. So Correct. hang in there, boys. Uh, let's get on to our podcast, Fats. Let's talk about La Liga. Yeah, we've got a lot of things to cover today. Um, La Liga. There was a there was a big shock, actually, in La Liga. Um, Real Sociedad giving Atletico Madrid their first loss. Yeah, um, when we talked about this game last week, I thought it was an easy one on paper for Atletico Madrid. It did look easy on paper, whether they um, had a bit of a few jitters with the upcoming Champions League games coming up. Um, they do have Juventus at the end of the day, which isn't exactly an easy ride for them. They are the team that knocked them out in the Champions League last year as well with the Ronaldo Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, but look... Every team's got to lose at one stage, and unfortunately, it was this. It was the weekend that just passed for them. Yeah, we sort of talked about this. Not only thinking about upcoming fixtures in the Champions League, but what that international break does for some of these players. Playing two games in a week, a team like Atletico Madrid obviously has a lot of players out for internationals. So whether that had an influence on it, um, at the end of the day, congratulations to Real Sociedad. Um, a big win over, you know, a team that's been playing really well. Yeah, and um, it's just, just back to the drawing board for Atletico Madrid. Um, Real Madrid walked away with three points. I think just their injury list is going through the roof at the moment. They got many. They got Sergio Ramos that's suspended. They got Marcelo that's injured. Hazard's back, but it doesn't look like he's exactly... 100%. 100% the, the Hazard of the Chelsea that we've seen. Um, but yeah, big three, point, big three points for them. 
Um, Barcelona walking away big victors against Valencia. Yeah, and I thought on paper that was going to be a really close game, Fats. Uh, I think many people did with with the results that's been going for Barcelona so far. Um, now, again, Messi wasn't part of this game, and that's a big victory for Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So Messi is has been cleared, I should say, for the upcoming Champions League game. So um, whether he's used for the Champions League game and rested again for the La Liga, we're going to have to wait and see how the games go. Um, but, yeah, for the big three, um, excellent results for Real and Barca. Back to the drawing board for Atletico. Yeah, that um, sums up La Liga fats for this week. Uh, you ready to move on to Bundesliga? Yeah, Bundesliga. Um, Dortmund, big victors against Bayern Leverkusen. I don't think we expected that that quickly from the international break. No. Uh, four new victors against Bayern Leverkusen is is not something that can be over overlooked in, in the Bundesliga considering Dortmund bouncing back from that shocking loss, I should say. Um, look, at the end of the day, it was, it was the big players that stepped up. Royce with a double. Um, considering the way the game went, Bayern Leverkusen did have the more shots, but they weren't critical with the shots on target. Look, big victors at the end of the day. But... Yeah, Dortmund just it looks like they're slowly starting to find their form again. Mm-hmm. Um, Bayern Leverkusen, I think, are going to be struggling a bit this year considering a few of their players did leave. So, but we're just going to have to wait till to see how the Bundesliga travels. Now, the big game that weekend was RB Leipzig versus Bayern, Bayern Munich, which ended up in a draw. Mm. Now, Bayern, uh, not Bayern Leverkusen, uh, Bayern Munich did take the lead in that game early through to Lewandowski, but. I think that point for Leipzig is a is, is a big point. It's massive. It is a big point, especially considering they got Champions League football also this week. Um, now Bayern Munich, I I, we've, we've discussed this many times. Then they're not the Bayern Munich of of pre of the previous years. Um, whether they're going to find their form in the Champions League, I I don't think so. I think they might struggle a bit, especially if they get out of the group stage and start versing the more heavy duty teams. It doesn't seem like Bayern Munich is is as critical as they once were. So whether they progress and go to win the Bundesliga once again, we're going to have to wait on time and see. Um, RP Leipzig still, I believe, yes, they're still top of the table um, right uh, right in front of Dortmund. So we're just going to have to wait and see how the Bundesliga travels, especially with these Champions League and Europa League games coming up. So Fats... Besides uh, two thousand eight, two thousand and nine, if I'm not wrong, when um, Wolfsburg won the Bundesliga, there hasn't been anyone besides Bayern Munich or Borussia Dortmund winning this. Do you see Leipzig doing it this season? I think it's a bit too early for that. Um, if we're going to go off what we've said, which is the Bayern Munich era falling, and maybe Dortmund taking Dortmund, it, mm. uh, that doesn't really break up the two, the big two, I should say, at the moment. Whether Leipzig can continue the form. I think it's all going to fall down to how how these teams travel in Europe. The more European games, the more tied players, the more fixtures. So, um, And you'd think that teams like Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund are a lot more accustomed to these these these, these long travels and long game, like longer seasons. Uh, longer seasons, experience does matter the most. Now, these types of players, whether it's Lewandowski, Muller, even Neuer in the defence, um, they're more... They're more understanding of what's coming up, especially if you have three games a week. You're playing on Saturday, then Wednesday, then Saturday again. These players are regularly used to it. Whether a team like Leipzig can get through those types of games and keep the players fit and keep them running, try to tap into their um, their youth or the depth in their team, 
we're going to have to wait and see because this is sort of new territory for them. Um, Dortmund has been through there before. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I reckon it's a bit too early to tell whether the barrier of Dortmund and Bayern Munich can, can break itself up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that, that, that's pretty much it for the Bundesliga at the moment. Um, Turkish Super League, Nims. Um, there was a few there's a few upsets and a few shocks at the top of the table for the Super League. Yeah, Fats, when we uh, spoke about Alanya Sport making it four from four last season, uh, last week, I thought, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, Fenerbahce is one of the, the favourites to take it out this season. So um, to beat them comfortably, um, I think it's a, it's, it's, a great, um, it's a great achievement for them, 3-1, um, of course, at home, but good for them. Um, actually, the top teams all in Turkey struggled this week. Um, we've got Besiktas who came off a 3-2 nil. A 3-2 loss to Gazisheed. And two red cards in that game. Yeah, and two red cards. I think that's what put Bejiktas away. After they got the red cards, seemed to um, kill their momentum. There seemed to be no no one really ready to step up and take um, take the responsibility to create some plays. Oh, uh, look, at the end of the day, those red cards will play heavily, especially in the Turkish Super League with the, the way the crowds are. Yeah, Fats, definitely. Um, you've got Gazisheed who are newly promoted. They seem to have a lot of support behind them. The locals are, you know, behind their team. And they managed to get a team, a, 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 a win against a tough opponent. Now, I've been talking about my worries with Besiktas this season. Um, obviously, they haven't made a massive amount of transfers. I mean, Tyler Boyd came on to the game. He didn't really change much for them. Um Maybe signs of worry. They haven't really adjusted with Abdullah Avja, the new um, new coach coming on after Şenol Güneş took on the Turkish national team. So signs, I think, for Besiktas to be worried, they need to change some things around and maybe look at what they have in their youth for some new fresh blood. Um, <clears throat> Trabzon Sport drew at home to Genstadbirli, um, 2-2. And... Başakşehir drew 1-1 with Sivas Sport at home. Now, the only top team that won this week, the biggest advantage, the, the, the team that took the most advantage out of this week was Galatasaray. Of course, Falcao starting. Um, and Falcao scoring. And Falcao scoring. Look, was it the best? It was, it was, a, it was a horrible goal. It was a deflection. Um, it was probably a fluke. It didn't go the way that it meant. Um, Falcao actually had a few shots on goal that could have been a goal. Um I just liked how much energy he brought into the team. The team was passing the ball way better. Falcao was dropping into the midfield to pick up these balls, whereas with, with Jagner, we sort of got accustomed to him just waiting in the 18-yard box for the ball. So it was great to see Falcao getting out there. Um, look, at the end of the day, a, a player will receive that motivation, especially his name appearing on the score sheet. Um, now, with the shots that he's taking, we've got to also keep in mind he hasn't played. No, he's, he's this is one of the first, right. yeah, one of the first games coming into it, coming into the new season. He wasn't playing with Monaco. He was more on the bench trying to figure out his future. So I reckon give him a couple of more, couple of more games, especially against teams that, um, teams that are more bottom, bottom tier of the Turkish Super League mm-hmm. at home ground. I build think some confidence. Yeah, build some confidence in him. Get his fitness back up. I think he'll start to score two or three goals a game, ho- hopefully. Yeah, well, definitely. And, and you asked me last week, would I be upset if he didn't score? No, because, look, I would have been upset because there would have been a loss of two points for a today. But 
the amount of energy he showed, he showed that he's fit into this team. It was like he's, he's been playing for this team for years. So it was great to see. Um, Lamina obviously came off early in the game. There was some injury scare, but it wasn't actually an injury. Apparently he had a stomach bug and he was feeling nauseous. So he decided to come off and Umar Bayram jumped on the field and he got the assist for Falcao. So um, Gasre stepping away with three very big points in a week where everyone else has dropped points. Except that, um, except the leaders, Alanyaspor, Alanya the big shock. That's right. Um, they do have that. They they have the main striker at the moment, which is Cisse. Cisse, yeah. Some of you might know him as the the Newcastle striker that was pairing up with Dembabar when Newcastle was killing it in front of the goal in the EPL. He did score that wondrous strike against Chelsea from pretty much the left hand side of the left hand side of the field and beating Czech from a mile away. So that's currently Alanya's number nine. And he's he's scoring all the goals, so I can't really I can't really be shocked at him scoring the goals and them at the top. So mm-hmm. hopefully he stays fit and he can provide some competition for the Turkish Super League. Yeah, maybe take out that golden boot this year. And maybe we'll, we'll see how he goes. We'll see how he goes. Um, let's move on to the Premier League. Yeah, let's do this, Fats. Our first game of the Premier League round was the uh, European Champions Liverpool. Um, 3-1 victors against Newcastle. Now, you being a Liverpool fan, how'd that game travel for you? <laughs> uh, first half was definitely stressful. Uh, our guest host, JJ, I was on um, WhatsApp with him. We were talking about the game as it was being played. And um, Liverpool going down 1-0 early um, and showed signs of, you know, maybe this isn't going to be our game. Um, but after... After the equaliser, Liverpool seemed to just grab the reins and um, do what they've been doing all season. But up until Mane scored in the 27th minute, which, you know, isn't even a long time. It's 21 minutes they were behind, but it was a stressful 21 minutes. And then Mane getting the second goal um, sort of made me believe, okay, yeah, we got this. And then, of course, Salah finishing it off in the 71st minute. Uh, to be honest, I watched that game and I was never worried for Liverpool's sake. I'm not Liverpool's supporter at the end of the day, but the goal that Liverpool conceded, no goalkeeper saving that, not even if Alisson was in the goal. Whether you blame it on the defence and go, okay, you could have maybe just kipped him out, but it was a simple step over and, a, and, and just an amazing strike. A beautiful strike. goal. It was a beautiful goal. So, look, at the end of the day, you could be, you could be Liverpool, you could be Barcelona, you could be anyone. Those types of shots, those types of goals, they're going to go in. Yeah. Uh, when that goal went in, it didn't look like it phased Liverpool too much. They built on the pressure. It was just a matter of time for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, 3-1 victors, I think it could have been more for them. Mm-hmm. But take the foot off the pedal a bit. Firmino went on and ab- was an absolute superstar. Yeah. I mean, he was... It was just... For him to just go into that game and just just dictating it, it felt like he owned that game. And he was only on for, what, 30 minutes, 40 minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I reckon even with his slight cameo, easy man of the match that game for me. Yeah, uh, definitely agree with you, Fats. Uh, the next game we're going to be talking about, Fats, uh, I tipped right. <laughs> you and Holmes obviously tipped wrong this week. Uh, man U versus Leicester. Uh, look, I watched that game as well. It wasn't a convincing victory. They did win off a penalty. Yeah, early um, as well. I, I feel bad. I, I sort of feel like we've jinxed um, Soyuncu a bit. We did praise him so much in the in the international break. He was actually the one that gave away the penalty. Didn't have the best of games, but I, I believe a man of his caliber should be able to recover from this. But it wasn't a convincing victory that 
Man United supporters will take away from that and go, okay, we're back. You know what I mean? We had a bit of a stumble, but we're back to playing good football. You're winning off a penalty. Uh, it, it, it didn't seem like you dictated the game. You didn't seem like you controlled the game from there onwards. You, were, you had less in possession, roughly the same amount of shots. You did hit um, They did hit the woodwork once. But for me, it's more this game, it, it is three points to them, but it could have easily been a Leicester City draw or even a Leicester City win at one stage. So, look, at the end of the day, if you're, if you're a United supporter, I'll take, I will take three points any day of the week. Especially regard. against Leicester. We've been talking about, we, we did say it was going to be a tough game for them. Yeah, we did say that. And it, look, it was a sort of tough game for them. They didn't, Leicester's not a simple walkover of what they used to be. So, but for United, three points, but I, I, some major work still need to be done. Something needs to change. Now, another team that sort of bounced back as well is Tottenham. Now, I, I tip Crystal Palace for this only because based on Tottenham's form, but they went they went ballistic in the first. They went to a 4-0 halftime lead. Yeah, they, they only needed 45 minutes in this one. Yeah, it was... Um, it was their main player, in my opinion, son, just just doing what he does best. It was a simple, bring it to his left foot, cut it in, bottom right. He's done that many times. He actually did, there was a there was a bit of a comparison with his goal last year to what he did in this game, which was the identical, which was from the right-hand side of the box, control it with your left foot, bring it to your left, bottom right corner of the goal. Um, is Tottenham back? I don't think so. I think there's still a lot of work to be done in that team. We need consistent consistency from them. You you can't win four 0 then lose next game. So oh, of course, and their next game's not easy either. They have Leicester at Leicester. Mm-hmm. So now Tottenham's away record isn't the greatest. Yeah, they got the draw against Manchester City, but if you look at the stats of that game, play that game a hundred times, City's winning that ninety nine times. Mm-hmm. So. Look, big win for them. A nice way to bounce back, especially with the international break. So, again, good work to Tottenham. Crystal Palace back to the drawing board for them. Yeah. Uh, Fats, Chelsea. Uh, Big statement this week against Wolves. 5-2 win. A big statement here. Now, even as a Chelsea fan myself, I didn't expect a scoreline such as this. Now, we did rate Wolves to be in the top half, maybe even top six yes, at the beginning of the season. Yes, starting to really doubt that now. Oh, look, they, they've had a bit of a a bit of a bit slow start. I'm not going to ride them off completely. Um, the team, the manager that they have, the financial backing, I, I think that they, they will still be maybe in the top half of the Premier League, mm-hmm. um, maybe not considering this many goals towards the end of the season. But for Chelsea, it's a, it's a massive result for Lampard. Massive result. We've got Abraham that scored a hat-trick. we got Tomori who scored the opening goal. Absolute stunner of a goal. He caught, complete, uh, he, caught, he caught the keeper completely off guard from maybe 20, 25 yards out. So is this uh, it's something positive that they can take out of the game? Um, but I think it's, I think it's Wolves... Wolves just need to work on a few things. The last year when they were playing their games, you can see that it was the high pressure and the control of the ball that won them the game. Now it sort of feels like they're sort of sitting back a bit. They're not they're more waiting for the counter counter attack. But as soon as they concede a goal or two, especially in this case, they were they were 3-0 down after 41 minutes. Mm. And it seemed like just as soon as that happened, they realized the game was on. Let's start playing football. 
So it, it was it was very late for them. Um, I think they just need to work on that a little bit. Tammy Abraham scored the hat trick and an own goal. Own goal can't be justified. Keeper smacked it into him, but he's actually the first player in Premier League history to score a hat trick and an own goal in the same game. <laughs> uh, whether you want that stat or not. I don't know, but especially with a victory like this, I'll take anything for them. I mean, it was a week in the EPL for own goals. There was a number of own goals scored. I know there was an own goal um, in the Liverpool-Newcastle game. Uh, so, yeah, interesting week for own goals this week. Oh, look, at, at the end of the day, whether you're, whether you're conceding the goal or whether you're scoring the goal, at the end of the day, it counts, unfortunately. But if it's for your team, I'll take it. If it's against my team, I'm not going to hate the player. So, look, Tammy Abraham, I, I said it at the beginning of the uh, – actually, earlier in the month, okay, on one of the podcasts. As soon as he starts scoring, he's not going to stop. And I'd like to see those supporters who actually hated him for missing that penalty against the Super Cup because I can guarantee you they're cheering him now. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Guarantee. So, look, did Chelsea solve their number nine problem? It, it looks like it. Mm-hmm. They had the curse of the number nine. You had Torres, you had Shevchenko, you had um, Morata. I think they've solved it. I think this player could be the future for him. He's not as they, the comparison between him and Drogba is 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 sort of there, but he doesn't have the physicality. And no. I don't think we want to give him that type of play, which is a physical play to him, because you can see that in his strides, in his speed, he relies on that. Now you give him a bit of, uh, you ask him to be a bit more physical. He's going to be a bit more slower. Now in his, in one of his goals, he just watched the defender and said, "I'm faster than you." Step over, bottom left goal. So if he keeps continuing to do that, the Chelsea fans will be backing him, loving him. Him and Mount, an amazing partnership at the moment. Both of them playing for both of them actually Mount making his England representation. So. It looks like it's all on the up and up. Whether these Champions League games start to get to Chelsea from a from a fitness point of view, we're going to have to wait and see. But all on the up and up for Lampard. Yeah, um, there was an interesting comment that he made about the Champions League as well. That's on our Instagram page. Go and check it out. I thought it was quite funny that Lampard's got his own insight into how the Champions League works. Don't expect anything great, guys. It's just a really dumb comment. Ah, uh, look. At the end of the day. I don't think anyone's expecting Chelsea to win the Champions League. I, I would like to get out of the group stage and say, okay, you know what? His first season, the team that we have, the, the, the amount of experience that's with some of the players, that will be amazing just to get out of the group stage. To top that group even would be amazing. So I think we'll get out of the group stage, but it's an excellent result, especially away. Yeah. Congratulations, Fats. Thank you very much for that one. Um, before we move into what I consider as the shock of the round, uh, Watford and Arsenal. Now, that's that's a very bad result for Arsenal. No, especially being too new in front, Fats. Um, when you're expected to just close out the game, um, too new in front and then you go down to all is is horrendous. I don't... To be honest, it's the scoreline is horrendous, but I think there's one more stat that absolutely worries me for Arsenal. If we look at the shots for that game, okay, Watford, 31 shots in total, Arsenal, 7. Yeah. For a team that has Aubameyang, Pepe, Lacazette, I believe, was injured, but 
just for a bombing alone, man, with that type of with that type of attacking structure, plus Ozil was brought into the mix as well. You would expect Arsenal to be dominating the crap out of this game. To be honest, uh, they should have lost this game. Yeah, just on statistics. Yeah, not only that, the the, the first half, I, the only reason Arsenal went up two 0 was because Watford played horrible. Watford came out like that forty five minutes. That's how that we're going, we're going to get promotion if we get a point out of this. They played they played like a team that was that needed this point and to show a statement, new manager, and everything. But these these players absolutely hammered Arsenal in the second half. Now they did a, Arsenal did a heavy mistake in defense, and again David Luiz looked lost again. So I think Wolf, I think Arsenal is lucky to walk away with a point here. Yeah, uh, what you said is fully highlighted as weeks go on. There's there's a little bit of a conspiracy about David Luiz being an inside agent there, Fats. We have another inside agent in there in Arsenal. First it was Peter Cech, now it's David Luiz. So <laughs> just keep buying our Chelsea players and we'll keep bringing you down the ladder. Yeah, I, I also saw something that I won't say on air about um, where Chelsea players go to die sort of thing in Arsenal. But um, moving on to the shocker of the week. Yeah, the shocker of the week. Um, Norwich beating the current champions, Manchester City. Yeah, we all tipped Man City to win that one. I thought pretty comfortably as well. I think half half the football world, actually I reckon majority of the football world would have picked Man City for that game. Now, something that our listeners won't be aware of, that's after we recorded uh, our Friday episode, we actually talked off air and said, I think we're giving Norwich too much credit. Then what, what's what's due? I mean, they were coming, what, second last on the table last weekend? They were coming second last, but if we look at the games that they played... That, exactly. That's what we talked about on they Friday. They weren't easy. No, they, they've faced three or f- three very difficult teams. I mean, they've played Liverpool. They've they, played Man City. They played, played Liverpool away. They played Chelsea at their home ground and lost. Um, and now they've versed the champions, and they walked away with a massive result here. And Pookie gets another goal. I, I said last week that that was the end of the Pookie train, but he gets another one here. Uh, he, he, he Not only does he does he get the goal, it's the, it's the three points. Yeah. So, look, again, I think it's going to be one of those games where if Manchester City play this game again 100 times, 99 of it, they're going to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sterling hit the post. Aguero missing the easy chances that the chances that they would put away usually. Um, you can see how just Norwich going up two 0 The amount of morale that he gave the Norwich players. Did you see the fans? I mean, where, before Norwich scored that goal off the corner, um, the fans were buzzing, and, oh, was, and the, the commentator actually said it sounds like Norwich has scored a goal in the stadium. Every advantage that Norwich got. The fans were behind them. Mm. A corner, a goal, a throw-in, and it's, and it's due. It, it, it's fair to be due because Norwich, they, I believe it was six players out, six mm-hmm. players injured. Yeah, six players injured. Yeah, they got six players injured against the current Premier League champions. I think everyone just went to that game and said, you know what, let's hope for the best. Yeah, let's hope for the best and go for it. I was listening to, um, I believe it was either Sky Sports or BT Sports. It was a Norwich fan who rang up. And he said, I actually had a chance to go to this game. He goes, but I was scared it was going to be a 7-0 drubbing. So I didn't bother going. So I feel sorry for that fan that didn't go to that game. But I reckon it, I reckon it's up there with one of the biggest wins of Norwich's history. Yeah. Um, Man City now, look, it is a very poor 
poor performance, I have to say that. Otamendi giving away such an easy, easy position in the game. Now, Laporte is out five to six months. This is a massive for Man City because another injury and Guardiola is in, is in all sorts of trouble defensively. Yeah, I think if we're starting to see signs of that, Fats. Look, um, to concede three goals is, is, is huge. To concede three goals and to not have a good plan in place is what I think Guardiola's biggest problem is at the moment. Now, we did talk about depth, but it looks like the depth is reliant more on the attackers the and the midfield. side, yeah. But from a defensive point of view, I think one more injury and they're in all sorts of trouble because these two defenders are going to be have to be playing the big games, especially in the Premier League. You've got Champions League games coming up now. Man City blessed with a pretty easy Champions League group on paper. But on paper, Norwich... Was an easy game too. Was an easy game as well. Now, if we look at the side and the, the amount of money in these sides, I think Norwich's total for their for their team was £5 million. Pounds, £5 million. And I think Manchester City's was roughly £500 million pound team that yeah, they listed. 100 times more. If I was one of the sheikhs of that team that owns that club... I would start putting up some worrying signs mm. because, yeah, you're going to have to wait to January to replace that defender or look into your youth team, which Manchester City don't exactly have at the moment. They don't have that youth academy, but I reckon maybe in a couple of, maybe a decade or so, they might be able to get there like the way Chelsea have. Um, but yeah, it, it is a bit worrying. Is the title race over? No. I'm sick of this question. I'm sick of this question of the title title going okay it's Liverpool's no even Guardiola said it this has happened before okay Man City slipped Chelsea uh, sorry Liverpool were ahead I think it was seven points at one stage leading into December last season yeah last season and what and we saw what happened yeah okay so the title race is nowhere near over it would have to take a lot of it would take I reckon Man City to slip up another two three times for to, for you to start going okay he's Maybe it is Liverpool's year, but um, look, there's a few teams pouncing back. Man City, I'm pretty sure, will bounce back from this. It doesn't look like it's Manchester City's plays that are destroying them. It looks like it's just luck with the injuries. Yeah. Um, John Stones is back, but Otamendi is a big liability. I feel like Otamendi sort of falls into the David Luiz character, uh, category at the moment. So we're going to have to see what the what the best manager in the world that some people classify him as does, which is Guardiola. Yeah. Um, you can see how much Man City relies on Laporte and um, maybe a bit of, in my opinion, a bit of overconfidence in the team after being EPL champions last season, Fats, to maybe not broaden out that defensive lineup. I don't think it's a more of a overconfidence sort of thing. This is Guardiola at what he does. Barcelona didn't have this. Barcelona didn't have a good defensive format. They relied on the attacking and the midfielder to destroy the teams. Okay, he, His concept is, it is what it is. Don't give possession to the other team. They and won't score. Have to defend. That's yeah. right. We don't have to defend. We can have four youngsters. We can have four 10-year-olds at the back. But if the team doesn't get the ball, they're not. it's not a liability. Now, Bayern Munich, he was sort of blessed with the physicality and the strength of of the defense that they already had. He had to buy a few players here and there, but it, it was a lot more solid defense than what he had. 
Um, now, Manchester City, that's what he did here. He went and bought Kyle Walker. He went and bought John Stones. He went and bought Laporte. Uh, he has Mendy, but Mendy's a left back and he's currently injured at the moment. I think if he was to come back, maybe he can fit into the centre-back role just, just to fill in the gap. But I think... Yeah, I think it's he's he's in a bit of trouble at the moment, Guardiola. That like I said, his de- his defensive ability never existed in some of the teams. He always constantly relied on the the heavy, solid figures that was in the team. You had Puyol that was there. You had John Stones running the show. So we're gonna have to wait and see what Mister Pep does. Yeah, let's see how they recover from the Champions League um, fixture and see how they go next weekend. All we know is that money's not an issue. Mm. Money isn't an issue for this team, but you have. But time becomes an issue. Fats, there's a long time for the transfer That's period. That's right. You got three months, and to be honest, there the Premier League teams are a bit more blessed this year because they will be trialing out. I should know they're rolling out the um the the break for certain teams or the break for some teams over the Christmas period. So that's going to help them out. But if they're going, see, this is another problem now. If they're going to the transfer market. Teams are going to know what they're after. So do you go and pay £100 it's million? Be a big price That's tag. right. We've got more Harry Maguire's coming. They're going to be more desperate. And the problem also becomes who? Who can you buy? You can go into the world and buy absolute maniac number nines. You can go buy maestros for the midfield. But how many people can you go, you know what? This player here... I'm going to pay 80, 90 million pounds and say, this is the solid, this is my CB. This is my center back that's going to control my team's defense. Okay, who, who who can you buy? There's only one that's coming to my head and he's not having the best of seasons this year, which is Koulibaly at Napoli. But Koulibaly's not going to leave in January. Mm. Um, so we're going to have to wait and see how he tackles all this. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. Till we see Fats. Uh, just to sum up the EPL, we had Sheffield United playing Southampton. Uh, Southampton winning 1-0 away from home. Uh, Brighton and Burnley picking up a point each with a one all draw. Uh, Bournemouth and Everton. Bournemouth taking three points with a 3-1 win over Everton, who haven't had the greatest starts. And Villa and West Ham taking a point each with a nil all draw. Uh, looking at the table, Fats, what do you see? Liverpool. Still top, 100%. Uh, the only team to keep their 100% record at the moment. So we're going to see how that how long that lasts. Um, Manchester City in second. Tottenham third. United fourth. Leicester fifth. Sixth. Chelsea seventh. Arsenal. Now, if you just look at that top seven. There's seven points difference between first and fourth, third place. Yeah. It, look. Liverpool's on a roll at the moment, but we also have to keep in mind that Liverpool's big games are slowly starting to come up. That's true. You got the upcoming Chelsea. Che- upcoming weekend is Chelsea away. Now Chelsea, if they can have that big form that they use at Wolves, it seems like Liverpool's tests are slowly starting to come up to them. So we're going to see how they travel out through through the upcoming fixtures. I'm um, looking at that top seven. It looks like the big six are slowly starting to wait to find their way. Plus Leicester. Mm. So if Leicester can walk away with a big win over Tottenham this coming weekend, that moves them into third spot. Yeah. And does that sort of solidify their position there? It could because if they can get the big, some big points out of the big, th- uh, big teams, 
I reckon they can maybe finish top six, top seven and start returning into that form that won them the Premier League. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but it's still very, very early, Fats. And as still you said, way early. Um, they've got some big games coming up also. Uh, it's, a, it's a great start for Liverpool and see if they can hold on to it this weekend. Yeah, excellent start for Liverpool. Horrid start for Watford and Wolves. Look, we had Wolves top... Top six, top seven, maybe. I think even worse than that, Fats, is Villa, the big spenders. I mean, you're, you're sitting on the relegation zone. You're on the same points as third last there. Look, they are the big spenders, but it seems like slowly, slowly, they're starting to gel. They could have taken three points very late into um, in the game that just passed. Grealish just missing, unfortunately. But for me, it's, it's Wolves and Watford. I mean, these are the only two teams that haven't won a game. Yeah, um, when we did our predictions at the start of the season, I actually had Watford down for a relegation, um, and I was hit by a question like by you, I think, by saying what really Watford, but um, yeah, they you haven't seem to be right at the moment. <laughs> but I changed my thing anyway, so mm-hmm. maybe I should have left Watford there. Uh, it's still very early, still it very, is, very it early. Is, it is very early, and with the new manager, uh, well, the old manager now coming back. I think with the with the result that they taken at Arsenal and the second half performance that they had, I think um, I think Watford won't be in the bottom three for too long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's the Premier League for you. It, it, it's constantly switching and changing. Anything can happen. We've seen teams lead by miles and lose the Premiership. So well, the how hard it is to predict is only highlighted in how bad we're doing on our tipping fats. Oh, look, I think a lot of people are doing better than us at the moment. Um, our over-analysis of our games, I reckon, is our big downfall here. But look, the... But the, who would have seen, like, Man City losing on the weekend? Like, that, but that's, <laughs> that, that's not more of a prediction. I think that's just more the joy of the Premier League. Yeah. Because you rarely see that in other leagues. Mm-hmm. Now, La, La Liga, you, don't, you see Barcelona and Real Madrid drop points here and there. But you don't see Barcelona at their best lose points no so the Premier League is always uh, in my opinion I don't think it's the best Premier, best league in the world it is the most entertaining and most competitive, competitive. league in the world yeah. so look Liverpool 100% 4 goals conceded 15 goals scored they're the team to catch at the moment yeah um, talking about competitiveness let's move on to the Champions League Fats yeah, some big games coming up in the Champions League this week. Now, we've got we've got some heavy duty games, especially coming over the, over tomorrow morning Australian Eastern Standard Time for us. Our first two games of the morning is Inter Milan and Slavia Prague. Now, this is Antonio Conte Conte's team, I should say, welcoming back into the Champions League. Now, Inter hasn't exactly been around the Champions League for long periods of time, so they are at home to Slavia Prague. So. Hopefully Inter is looking to get away with three points there. Leon versus Zenit in France. Chelsea versus Valencia. Chelsea winning 5-2 and Valencia losing 5-2. So that's going to be a mm, in- interesting, interesting game, that one. Interesting statistics. Now, Valencia though. did lose to Barcelona, so we'll give them a bit of credit for that one. Uh, Red Bull Salzburg versus Genk. Uh, Napoli-Liverpool, one of the big games tomorrow morning. That game is in Italy. Um, Ajax versus Lille. Benfica versus the Bundesliga leaders RB Leipzig and the big one in my opinion tomorrow morning Dortmund versus Barcelona now I think this is when Dortmund's gonna sort of shine with the team that they have so I'm going out on the 
on the win team and saying Dortmund to beat Barcelona and comfortably. Wow, that's a that's a big call, Fats. Uh, Look, I, I think with the speedsters that they have, I don't think I think that's Barcelona's weakness is to is quick football. So you start to play that type of football, especially we just discussed that Barcelona's defense isn't as great as what it used to be. Um, even so, with Messi coming back, Fats. Even with Messi coming back, look, Messi, Messi being in the team isn't exactly the most solidified result as it used to be. Look what happened at Anfield last year or earlier this year. Liverpool walked them off the park pretty much. Um, so I'm I'm going with Dortmund with the with the crowd with the players that they have. I think Barcelona are, are going to be in for a bit of a a bit of a shocky. So, mm-hmm. but with the second game, the second massive game, which is Napoli Liverpool, Liverpool on a hundred percent record in the Premier League. But I don't I I just can't I just can't see them walking away with the victory. But again, they've proved me wrong many times. So again, I'm gonna I'm I'm leaning towards the draw. Or Liverpool. So okay. I can't really make up my mind on that one. Look, just, it, w- it would go against codes for me not to support Liverpool in that one. I think I don't think it would be a comfortable win. Oh you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I'm gonna say it's a comfortable win. Comfortable um, win for you. Um but I'm gonna go- disagree with you in the Dortmund and Barcelona game. I think that game has draw written over, all over it. Um yes, Dortmund will have the crowd back. I think Messi's gonna, he's got some built-up anger in there, missing all these games of the season. Um, and two teams that haven't started very well, so haven't really found their form. Uh, I see a draw all over that game. Draw for you. I've got Dortmund, so we're going to have to see how that goes tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, and, um, Thursday's games. Thursday morning, uh, Club Bruges and Galatasaray obviously opening up. Um, should be... This is the, this is the for both these teams a crucial three points I think this is where you set yourself up if if you want to to go into that Europa League spot uh, Olympiakos playing Tottenham uh, in Greece Bayern Munich playing Lokomotiv Moscow PSG playing Real Madrid this is a massive blockbuster game Fats uh, we'll come back to that one Bayern playing uh, Zvezda Atletico Madrid playing Juventus another huge game. Uh, Shakhtar and Man City and Dinamo Zagreb is playing Atalanta. Um, I think Thursday morning's games are a little bit heavier, Fats, than um, Wednesday morning. We've got a few big ones there. Oh, massive games. PSG, Real Madrid and Atletico Juve. I don't think you can get... I don't think in this modern day of football you can write many games that are bigger than these ones. So yeah. you got PSG and Real Madrid... Neymar versus Zidane or Neymar versus Bale, Neymar versus Hazard. Neymar one. versus the world. Neymar versus the world. Um, look, at the end of the day, they he's still coming back into his element. I mean, he did have a few transfer issues at the beginning of the season. I reckon still has transfer issues. I don't think he wants to play there. but He scored on the weekend, Vats. Scored on the weekend, scored Even an after amazing being booed by by fans, and an amazing goal. To be honest, an overhead kick with his with his right. So, um, I'm leaning towards PSG and maybe Zidane being called out in this game. Yeah. Zidane and I think Hazard. Now I know that's a bit thing for me considering I'm a Chelsea fan, but he hasn't found his element yet. No, still coming back into fitness. I think. I think, and I know it's going to sound very bad as a 
as a football fan, but I hope Courtois has a horrible game. <laughs> okay, then that's coming from a Chelsea fan. It's just, it, it. I just feel like the type of player that he is. He was he was criticizing Hazard during one of his games. Now he begged Hazard to come to Real, and now you're criticizing your own friend on the field. So it sort of makes it feel like what, like a snake in the grass. Yeah. So look, I reckon PSG to win that game. I think so too. I think too many injuries as well for Real Madrid. Uh, and we, we've talked about them all season. Doesn't seem to be the Real that they used to be. Obviously missing Ronaldo. Um, They're missing Ronaldo. They got and again injuries and defensive issues. No Ramos, no Marcelo. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to cause a lot of defensive issues from their end. Comfortable, you think? Yeah, I reckon comfortable. Yeah, I'm going to say two goals plus. I reckon 3-4 nil. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Um, Atletico Madrid-Juve. Now, last time these two played, Atletico absolutely demolished Juve at, in, in, well, in Spain. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of leaning towards that again, only on the basis that Juve do have a new coach. It's Maurizio Sarri, okay, the old Chelsea coach. Now, if it was Allegri that was in charge or if it was Conte that was in charge, I would say, mm, look, maybe a draw, even a victory for Juve. But it doesn't seem like Juve has gelled into the team that's on paper. Mm. Now, we look at them on paper and go, wow, what a team. But the results that they're getting in their own league at the moment isn't the greatest. So, But you've got Ronaldo on that team who seems to shine on Champions League um, stage. He so, shines on Champions League knockouts. Yeah. And the group stage sometimes can go missing. Mm. So is this one of the games where Atletico just bounce back from their loss in their own league against Real Sociedad and go, you know what, time to bring the shine back. And they've done it before. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Atletico on this one. Okay. I'm, I'm going to lean towards Real Madrid. Atletico, look, I, had, I thought Real Sociedad was going to be an easy game. Um, obviously losing, but... Um, yeah, I think Juventus. Ah, uh, you. Sorry, Atletico? I think Atletico's got this. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Atletico. Sorry, I. I meant. I. I feel like Juventus has got this. Sorry. You reckon you're going for Juve? Yeah. So we're gonna we're disagreeing on both the Dortmund game and the Atletico game. Yeah, we haven't been very friendly today. <laughs> Look, it's going to be a very interesting round of Champions League. Um, I don't think anyone hates the Champions League, especially if you're a football fan. Everyone looks forward to this league. One of the biggest tournaments in the world so um yeah starting tomorrow morning let's get the show on the road yeah i'm excited let's do this and i think that's a wrap fats episode 10 milestone right there 10 episodes man episodes for all the listeners thank you very much for listening um Um, we're getting more and more comments on instagram um and on more and more likes so thank you very much for the support guys uh we'll be sending out those copies of fifa 20 as soon as possible and we'll be getting in touch with you guys yeah congratulations to inan and kushad once again for yeah for competing in the program for us and um guys just a reminder for future uh, competitions it's as easy as mentioning a few names on 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 facebook to get yourselves in um we have heard you guys calling out for an Instagram competition. We will run the next one probably on Instagram to make it fair for those people on there. Um, but until Friday, Fats, that's all from us. Uh, stay offside, guys, and see you on Friday. Yeah, thank you very much for listening.